on this rainy, nasty day here in Washington, D.C., we're going to take a look at some good things that the Nationals have done in the past, and that is Mike Rizzo making trades. Dare I say he's the trade god? I don't know, but man, oh man, these trades in the past have worked out perfectly. I'm going to highlight some of the best trades that Mike Rizzo has done throughout his career as president of baseball ops here in Washington, D.C. And guys, I think the Nationals need to start getting aggressive on the trade market after I tell you about these trades. Also, there was a report out there that the Nationals are indeed in on some left-handed outfielders, particularly in left field. I'm going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So on today's show, as I was saying, I want to talk about some of Mike Rizzo's best trades throughout his history of being the president of baseball ops here in Washington, D.C. Because, guys, I've said it. I said it in the intro that Mike Rizzo is kind of a trade god when it comes to this stuff. He just finds the right deals. He somehow, some way, seems to always find a way to win these trades. And really, when you look at it, as I was reading this article about it yesterday, it's kind of nuts that Mike Rizzo, all he does is win these trades. So let me just get right into it as I have ranked some of my best trades that Mike Rizzo has done here in Washington, D.C. We're going to start off with number five, and that I have is the Gio Gonzalez trade back in 2012 in the offseason, right before the season where we took off and won the NL East. Mike Rizzo traded for Gio Gonzalez, and what he gave up was Brad Peacock, A.J. Cole, Derek Norris, and Tommy Malone. Now, honestly, you could say Brad Peacock was the name in that draft or in that trade. You could say Derek Norris, Tommy Milano, all these guys made it to the majors. But then again, Gio Gonzalez for the Washington Nationals was a rock solid starter. And this was one of really kind of built the foundation for the pitching staff throughout the 2010s with Gio Gonzalez there with that nasty breaking ball of his. He had an upper high fastball that he could hit. And when those were hitting, he was one of the best left-handed pitchers in all of baseball, really. And look in 2012, what he meant to this staff, especially down in the run after Steven Strasburg got shut down, Gio Gonzalez was nails for this organization. So that was a win for Mike Rizzo, as the rest of these are looking at it from above. Also, the trade for Trey Turner. Now, if you remember this deal, this was something else. Because really, just looking back on it, you think about this and what we gave up versus what we got was incredible because I think about this trade and I'm like, how the hell did I forget about this? Because we sent really Steven Souza Jr. for Trey Turner and Joe Ross. 
Steven Souza Jr., if you remember, he saved the no-hitter from Jordan Zimmerman making that incredible catch. And this is someone who wasn't really a particularly high prospect. This is not really someone who had that high of expectations with. But the Padres were in win-now mode. And they were kind of doing what the Nationals did throughout the 2010s as well. But this time, we got the way better deal on the bargain. So it was a three-team trade. The Washington Nationals sent Steven Souza Jr. to the Rays. The Rays got Will Myers from, or the Padres got Will Myers from the Rays. Meanwhile, the Nationals got young prospect Trey Turner and starting pitcher Joe Ross. And if you remember, not only was Trey Turner, Trey Turner, who's now making 300 plus million with the Philadelphia Phillies, Joe Ross was also a great starting pitcher for this staff. Really, before he had all those injuries, he kind of fell apart a little bit dealing with Tommy John surgeries. And, you know, that's not on him. It sucks. But when he was here healthy, there was, I mean, as a four or five starter, this guy every couple days, perfectly fine. Especially in that trade and you're getting rid of Steven Souza Jr. I mean, who, like, looking back at that deal, I'm trying to think about it. And what was the purpose of that for the San Diego Padres? I mean, that was one of those head-scratching A.J. Preller moves, I guess. But then again, the Nationals, Mike Rizzo, they swept up in that trade. They got a future franchise shortstop and a solid starting pitcher in return for Steven Souza Jr., who wasn't really an everyday player. So, again, another steal for Mike Rizzo and this staff. Number three. This is going to be a weird one, but hear me out. It was when the Washington Nationals acquired Daniel Hudson back in the 2019 trade deadline for Kyle Johnson. Now, you might say, well, Trey Turner and Steven Souza Jr., that that was a better trade, right? Wrong. That national staff had one of the worst bullpens in all of Major League Baseball that year. We just needed a few guys to be able to step up and pitch in high velocity. We needed to see some appearances to take some load off Sean Doolittle, who was just really overused in that year. But when you got Daniel Hudson, I remember everyone was like, who the heck is this guy, including myself? We knew about him. He's had a lot of injury history, but he was pitching really well for the Toronto Blue Jays that year. Therefore, We send over Kyle Johnson. Again, don't really know too much about Kyle Johnson. And we got Daniel Hudson, who eventually closed out Game 7 of the World Series and was nails. That right there is truly one of the better trades, in my opinion, just from what it meant going down the stretch. Because without Daniel Hudson, do we really win that 2019 World Series? Can this bullpen really hold it together and string it all together? I'm not buying that. Not at all. Now, number two, we talk about, again, some impact players for that 2019 World Series run. And again, some people will be head scratching this, I think. But then again, hear me out. Number two, Adam Eaton for Lucas Giolito, Dane Dunning, and Ronaldo Lopez. And here's my gripe with this. Yes, Lucas Giolito is a solid pitcher, a solid starting pitcher. But then again, he was a high prospect who is going to be somewhat considered an ace of a staff someday. 
drafted out of Harvard Westlake and uh, uh, out in LA there. First round pick. The Washington Nationals was really shocked when he fell to them in that mid first round during that draft. But then again, we needed production now. We were in win now mode and we needed an outfielder to step in, play solid defense, stick at the top of the leadoff spot and get on base. And that's what Adam Eaton did. Yes, his first two years, he battled injuries. We know that. Obviously, the unfortunate knee injury that he had was terrible. But then again, I'll say it again. 2019. Adam Eaton was an integral part of that team. Someone who actually did make a pretty big difference when it's all said and done. And 2019, Game 7 in the World Series a game ceiling hit to really just put the Astros on the ropes. And it was lights out from then and there. Adam Eaton, one of the better trades in franchise history, in my own opinion. And I say that, and some people are like, well, Adam Eaton was hurt. Lucas Giolito is pretty solid now. Dane Dunning is Dane Dunning. He's really just not great. Ronaldo Lopez had a really good year out of the bullpen this year, but even then he's not that special. Not that special, in my opinion. Lucas Giolito, he's fine. He's been a fine starting pitcher, but even then, look at the stats. He's regressed over the last few years as he's been aging. So I'm not saying that the Washington Nationals really harped on one and found that trade and won it in the long run. But then again, Adam Eaton, we don't win the World Series without Adam Eaton as well. In that trade, it's imprinted in my brain that Adam Eaton was a big part of that World Series clincher for the Washington Nationals. And now, number one, in my humbled opinion. You're not going to like this, I don't think. But then again, hear me out. I'm going to go when the Nationals got Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen for Blake Trinan, Jesus Lazardo, and Sheldon Noose. And you might be like, what are you talking about? Do you guys remember the bullpen issues that this team had for years and years and years? When we got Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle, that changed the dynamic for this team and for the bullpen. We needed someone to close out games. We needed a lefty like Sean Doolittle who could pump that high fastball, get swings and misses, get strikeouts, and close out games. Because if you know, then you know. Bullpens win championships. And some people might be looking at this list and be like, how do you not have Trey Turner in there? And you're all, I do, but he's fifth. It's just my humbled opinion. I think Sean Doolittle, for what he's done for this organization over the last few years, in particular from 2017 through 2019, this guy held down the bullpen for us, and I don't think people talk about it enough. But then again, there's an argument to be had for any of these. But I also have an honorable mention when we sent John Lester for Lane Thomas, our 2022 MVP. Because, guys... If you start to hear the gist of this, Mike Rizzo makes some solid trades. And that's going to really stick with you when you trade someone like Juan Soto for all the big-time prospects that we got in return for that. So a little sense of optimism for the holiday season here on Locked On Nationals. And that's kind of what I like to do. I Yesterday, I went off. I went ballistic about Steve Cohen. 
So today's some optimism with the Nationals. But now I want to start to look at some of these outfielders who are free agents and the Nationals are reportedly in on them and have been in on some of these guys. So I'm going to try to pin down who, what, when, where, and how after I tell you about my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional in amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and even college basketball they have it all this is what i do i look up all the analytics i'm an analytics guy i need to see the numbers for how i can place my bet any chance i get to do that and i go to betonline.net look up their stats look at the numbers that they've been running and they just give me my plays for me and i love it like that so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And now getting back into what the Washington Nationals could be looking for as far as a left fielder. Because guys, it's no secret. The Nationals need a left fielder or at least another outfielder when it's all said and done. And particularly... We need a left-handed bat in this lineup somewhere. And there are guys that I am looking at as we speak, sitting here right now, that I think would make a ton of sense for the Washington Nationals. And right now, my first name on that board, who is currently a free agent out of, well, I'm not going to say out of anywhere before I get to saying who this was, is David Peralta. Played with the Tampa Bay Rays this past year after getting traded from the Arizona Diamondbacks. And guys, this is someone who actually was a solid, solid pickup for the Tampa Bay Rays for someone who has won a silver slugger, has won a golden glove, can play left field, can even play each corner outfielder position when it's all said and done. But even then, his home is in left field. And you know what's also great about him? He's a left-handed bat for what the Washington Nationals truly need. And yes, I know I've been saying I want young guys to play. David Peralta is 35 years old. But then again, who is he blocking right now as we sit here today? Because a key contributor to a rebuild is signing guys like David Peralta, vets like that, to where you can actually play them and flip them at the deadline. Because guys... He's going to get opportunities here with the Washington Nationals. Any free agent that we sign to a big league deal will have a big opportunity on this team that doesn't really have too many prospects coming up to help this team in 2023. But then again, he's not blocking anyone either. And that's the bright side to this. So signing someone like David Peralta to a one-year deal, it solves a need that you have to have which is a left-handed bat in this lineup. And yes, we have Luis Garcia, Kiber Ruiz, switch hitter as well. So we could see what we do. But then again, we need a solid left fielder with a left-handed bat. And David Peralta checks both those boxes. Someone who can provide power and someone who has in the past. He's nothing like a crazy home run hitter. This is also someone who hit 30 home runs in 2018 with the Arizona Diamondbacks leading to get him a silver slugger that year. Someone who, even as of recently as 2022 this past year, had a 731 OPS. Someone who gets on base. Someone who can steal a couple bags as well. 
35 years old, has been on some playoff teams, has been in a clubhouse to where they expect winning. And yes, the Arizona Diamondbacks have not been a great organization while Peralta's been there. But then again, he's been a difference maker. And that's kind of what the Nationals need. We still need veteran leadership. And I do value that, especially in a rebuild. Because guys, yes, we can have C.J. Abrams, Key Ruiz, Josiah Gray, just figure it out on their own. But then again, having veteran leadership in the clubhouse is valuable in itself. Like, that's why, obviously, you've heard me kill the Nelson Cruz signing from last offseason. But then again, I do kind of respect that when you have someone like him who's going to be leading that clubhouse. So talking about David Peralta, I think he would make a ton of sense for this team. And then again, I could even see it happening. But there's also another name out there that I truly think would be an interesting sign for a team to where needs, again, some left-handed help. And not only is he a left-handed hitter, he's a right-handed hitter as well. He's a switch hitter. Jerickson Profar, one of the better prospects about really eight to a eight years, a decade ago, people were talking about Jerickson Profar as being one of the better prospects coming out in baseball. This is someone who's from Curacao, someone who's born there, one of the eight, I believe, players that have made it to the majors from Curacao. And guys, Jerickson Profar is a really would be a phenomenal talent to add. Only at 29 years old, really, you could talk about what he is. And obviously, let's go with this. He is a Scott Boris client. So that is something to where, hey, Mike Rizzo, the learners, they both pride themselves in being a friend of Scott Boris, someone they work closely with, someone that they have said that they work closely with. But then again, I think about this. And this makes a ton of sense. I'm going to tell you why. But first, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. And as I was saying about jerks and Profar, this would make a lot of sense for a roster that wants to get younger. For a roster that needs some versatility, which Profar provides, really. This is someone who plays left field. He can also play second base, shortstop, and really, he could probably play any position in the outfield when called upon. Now, his most home base territory is left field. And this is someone who has struggled in the past at the plate. And particularly, when you look at it, he's not going to be providing too much power, which, again, this lineup does need. But I'm all for signing guys who were once big time free or big time uh, prospects in this system and bringing them into Washington, D.C. and see what they can do. Because, guys, there is nothing more valuable than when you're in a rebuild and you can flip someone at the deadline and get someone in potential return, especially after naming off all those trades that the Nationals have won in the past. Because Mike Rizzo, he does one thing very well that no one can decline that it's trading prospects trading for prospects trading away prospects to win now he seems to win those trades he really does and so just the the excitement of bringing in someone like jerks and profar who couldn't kind of have a bounce back here after having some meh years overall 
bringing him in, having him be a part of this team, play every day in left field. And it, who knows if he bounces back, you could be getting a decent prospect in return, another pitching prospect, maybe a corner outfielder. You never really know with these trades, but then again, the value is there. And it's not only just for flipping the guy at the deadline. Then again, this could be someone that you sign after free agency this upcoming season in 2024. Maybe he's a part of this team moving forward because then again, he's only 29 years old. So from those two guys, David Peralta and Jerks and Profar, I see both win-win situations for the Nationals if they were to really scout, really look at, and spend a little money because you're going to have to overpay for both of these guys. But that is all right because, one, we don't spend money. And, two, it's what the Nationals can do at this point. The writing's on the wall. We're not going to be getting anyone too expensive. These guys, nothing crazy expensive in my book. But then again, you just never really know. You never really know with what they can do. Because right now, Spot Track has David Peralta at about a $8.5 million market value. I would have to see the price tag probably go up to about $9.5 million, if that. But even then, kick the tires on guys like this. And with Jerks and Profar, he would be a little more expensive, sitting around $15 million of a market value. Can the Nationals afford him? They certainly can. Will they actually fork over the money for it? Who knows? But even then, those two guys right there would be awesome free agency signings for this team and would really kind of rejuvenate an outfield that doesn't look awfully terrible going into this year. So if you were to add those two bats, two solid gloves in the outfield, I think we'd be sitting in a pretty nice little situation here in the nation's capital. But now I kind of want to talk more about what this team can be doing to better themselves, as I still see a lot of holes within this team. And I know we all see it as well. But before that, I'm going to tell you about my friends from NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell you you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So reminder, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. And now we're getting back into some needs for this Washington National staff. And really what I'm looking at for these needs, I still think we should be adding a starting pitcher. And the reason why I say that is, are we really going to be relying on Steven Strasburg to bounce back and get healthy? Because I'm not at this point. Patrick Corbin, are we going to rely on him to have under a five ERA? Probably not. We've seen it. The writing's on the wall with him. Both of them, really. So there's going to be some openings here. Yes, we do have some younger guys in the system. We signed Trevor Williams to be a starting pitcher. But then again, I've made my thoughts clear on that decision to sign him. It's a fine, fine signing. But then again, 
we're not going to be pitching him to his strength, which concerns me. So I look at guys who are free agents who could actually still help us, even not even just starting pitchers, but even just all pitchers, all of them, relief pitchers, because these are guys we have to look at what their value could be at the deadline. Guys like Drew Smiley, maybe Nathan Eovaldi, 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 I'm so sure. Zach Granke. Zach Granke won't be coming here. But then again, kick the tires on it. Try to sign guys. Try to be a little more aggressive and really just make a difference. Corey Kluber, Wade Miley, all these different pitchers that we could be signing to flip at the deadline. Because I'll say it, I'll say it again. Value right now is trading guys at the deadline. You're not going to be trading Luis Garcia at the deadline. You're not going to be trading C.J. Abrams at the deadline. But these older vets, Joey Manessis included, could be flipped at the deadline if they're outperforming their contract. You're going to sell them when they're high. And that's what I truly believe in. So I would like to see the Nationals get a little more aggressive when it comes to this, like maybe even Johnny Cueto, another older vet who could have some trade value down the stretch. So I'd love to see the Nationals be a little more aggressive and really call their shot. But thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So again, guys, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen We got the holidays coming up. I know a lot of people have some big plans with that. So I want you guys to enjoy those holidays. And remember, we are thankful for the 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Because, guys, we hit rock bottom over this past year. It's only going to be going up, hopefully, from here.